the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. We just want to party, party just go. We just want the money, money just go. I know you want to party, party just for me. Girl, you got me dancing, dancing shit to bring. We just want to party, party just for you. We just want the money. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Calm the president very directly in that tweet. The larger question, I guess, is do you feel you know how to run against President Trump? We have all learned a lot about how to deal with President Trump over the last few years. And I think the first thing you've got to do is have your own optimistic economic agenda. And that's really what my speech on Sunday, snow and all, uh, was about. And there was a reason that I decided to hold that announcement next to the Mississippi River, the mighty Mississippi, Mississippi extending from Minnesota all the way down to that city of resilience, New Orleans. And that's because I wanted to make the point that we need to bridge the river of our divides. I talked about that sense of community when the 35W bridge in Minnesota went crashing into that river, off-duty firefighters diving into the water, people taking kids off a school bus, and that right now, that sense of community is fractured in our country, and a lot of it has to do with how he's been running things. Uh, He seems to love chaos, and I think we should have a government of opportunity and governed by opportunity. Okay, so that's our new... Democratic presidential candidate, Carrie. Right. I, I was still stuck on your song. People well, are probably like, what station did I turn into? <laughs> you know All I hear song? is no. I'm hearing dancing and then we like free stuff. Well, this is America song. Is, I was going to say, is this the new anthem? This was what won. You, obviously, you didn't watch the Grammys last weekend. Oh, no. I so remember not. I was talking last weekend about... Uh, Cardi B's song was right. up for best record. Right. Well, she didn't win best record of the year. This did. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't pay attention to Hollywood. Oh, you don't know I'm, I'm about so this done. song? No, I am so done with, like, I don't, I try very little unless it's a headline that I can't avoid. Right. Well, this song is taking Drake. over America. 
Yeah. Who sings it? Well, I, I, obviously, I'll get, I was going to give you. I was like, going to say I that's gonna, a bad song. Like I, I was going to. Well, t- you have to listen to it a couple times. Carrie. I know, but the music, I'm not a fan of the words. I'm not a fan of. Um, well, I, I was going to guess if you could guess either the singer or the writer of the song. I was going to give you the burrito <laughs> award for the weekend. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, it's written by Donald Glover, and okay. it's sung and performed by Childish Gambino. Oh, I know who that is, but oh, well, they're the same person. See, that's what I'm so confused about. (laughs) So, so they're actually the same person. Donald is Child Gambino. Yeah, so his his name is you know Donald Glover. Well, yeah, I mean that's the way he was born. Okay, Um, Donald Glover, but you know, and he's 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 like a comedian. He's like a all in one thing. But he when he performs, he goes under the stage name Childish Gambino. I've okay. heard of him. So the song is um, at one the record of the year. Are you kidding me? And you know, and, <laughs> see, I'm glad I don't watch this. I'm not missing out. It's you know, it's a song. There's a lot of meaning to it. But um, but I'm more interested in you know. Here we have Amy Klobuchar. You know, again, I think is is she the thirteenth one that's I, I thrown know, that Mark. into the ring? Well, if you're counting, yeah. well, I don't know if you count Cherry Deville, the porn star, or yeah. not. I mean, because we she were, backed out already. Yeah, we weren't sure she was going to run on a Democratic or Libertarian uh, right. ticket, but so but you know, I'm not giving it's a dozen. It, I was going to say it really doesn't matter at this point. They're not candidates; they're just throwing their hat in and. We got bigger issues to right. deal with. But speaking of chaos, as Amy was talking about, I think that song has a lot of chaos. I know. Well, why don't you get us oh, started it's here, rough. Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought, and we're a financial educational radio talk program here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. We're here to give you helpful information about financial news and other issues, hopefully to make people aware of the choices that they have or different issues. Um, and whether that's we help people, whether you're working or already in your retirement years. And we are sponsored by the estate planning team. And the estate planning team is a fee-based Ohio registered fiduciary planning firm. And we're what you think of as traditional financial planners, um, numbers crunchers that build long-term realistic conservative plans. We're not investment advisors. In fact, most of our clients um, either in two tracks, they do investments on their own or they have existing investment advisors that we work closely with when we're building a plan. Um, and we look at our clients' assets in terms of risk growth and tax efficiency. Um, and we also don't believe there's a good or bad product or strategy. It depends how it's used. Um, is it appropriate now? And what's the exit strategy later on? And what we're known for is objective unbiased analysis at the estate planning team. We're accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau. We're also super service award winners multiple years on Angie's list. And we help people through analysis, um, whether that's something small, whether it's a pension election, a retirement date, Social Security. Um, timing of um, required minimum distribution, Ross, or, or that kind of thing, or people who want help with their whole pieces and parts of planning through the analysis, recommendation, and step-by-step through the implementation. And we're big on coordination of advisors, talking to our clients, existing inv- um, investment advisors, attorneys, 
insurance professionals, CPAs or tax preparers, um, and trying to get the best plan possible. And our clients, we try to get the most net benefit. We offer a free consultation for anyone who wants to come in and see how our process is very different. And we do preliminary analysis if you want to provide us stuff ahead of time and to determine really what your issues are, where you're headed, what opportunities are there, are there potential problems maybe that you're not aware of. And we offer that free consultation um, for anyone. Our home office is in Middleburg Heights. We have offices around the greater Cleveland area um, and the consultations about your individual numbers, um, questions and concerns. And if you'd like to come in for that free consultation, you can give us a call at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com and stay tuned. Um, I will be announcing our February and March classes. So um, you can stay tuned for those throughout the show, but you can always go to the website. I'm always posting newsletter information, um, the classes. There's always uh, um, different alerts at different times, depending on what the government's doing or tax laws. Um, So I want to remind people also, if um, we know a lot of people tune into the show, some people tune in every week, some people periodically, you can always go back to whkradio.com and check out our podcast from previous years or previous shows. Um, I'm not sure. I forgot how far they go back. Quite a few. I think it's at least 20 or more. So it doesn't go. um, So that's WHK radio.com and go to local radio shows and, and local there's local podcasts, podcasts mm-hmm. of the upper um, kind of mid-left. Okay. All right. So, Carrie, quick, how do you know America is getting a good bipartisan border budget deal? They're not. Ah, I said how. I said, oh, you said how do you know? Yeah. I, I, say, I, I, I don't says, believe in. Okay, so I say they're, we're getting a good deal, bipartisan deal, when both the far left and the far right talking heads are crying in their beer. Oh, okay. So in the they both lose in if, because if both the far left and the far right are saying this is a bad deal, then you know, it's a good deal for America. Mm. America likes to be in the center. Right. All right. Um, And America likes our politicians to bargain. To do their job. Yes. (laughs) Bipartisan. Right. Not everybody gets what they you want. You mean to put your constituents first and America first, not your own agenda right. first, which doesn't seem to be the case. So just case in point, in the heat of the debate this last week, before it was all said and done, these two articles were you know, released on the Internet within, seriously, a half hour of each other. Okay. One was by the National Review. Republicans are stuck with a lousy deal. Okay. The other one was by Michelle Garcia, who is, works for Soros, you know, equality, you know, industry, yeah. right? In border deal, Democrats give too much away. Mm. <laughs> Both of them, the whole article was how bad the deal was. Okay. That's when I know we're getting a good deal. Because I don't know if it's a good deal. I think it's a deal. I well, I mean, better. It, it, in other words, it's a deal. I guess I'm still disturbed all the crap, for lack of a better word, that's put in there, as well, always. Well, the, 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 the point of getting deals, we don't have to go through another government shutdown. Right. And, the, and you always and, have to compromise, however. And more wall will be built. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then we'll see what happens with, you know, and, and you know, Donald Trump's... Um, Emergency, see, uh, oh, declaring emergency, emergency right. and see if he can get that going. 
I think is. he should do it really quick, you know, instead of doing like get construction. Well, it's just going to it's not it's not going to go through the court cases too quick. Here. Right. So I said, well, I'm just saying I think I would just go hurry up and do it. Well, he did. Not gonna I mean, tear it down. well, no, I mean, it's got to it's got to go. It's going to be challenging court. Oh, I'm sure. But I'm saying maybe I don't know. But he's got a lot of money to build to start. I mean, it's going to take a while to spend that billion that he got. Whatever. Um, so what else is going on? Um, so this month in February, you know, where we've been talking about encore careers mm-hmm. and the idea that the baby boomer may be, re- you know, we, we've seen this wave just increase, you know, with the idea of how the baby boomers are more and more looking and saying, hey, I actually may need an encore career. Mm-hmm. To make my retirement a reality. Or sometimes take a step back. We have people who don't know or um, if they need one or not, or how much money do they need to earn over how many years to give them the retirement lifestyle they want. Because how many times have we had clients come in and say, you know what, I'm probably going to have to work part time in retirement because I have all these big dreams or ticket items or these things I want to accomplish in my retirement and, and enjoy life. And Sometimes we come back and say you don't have to. Right. Other times we say what you think you were learning, you don't have to work as long. Maybe you can work as less or earn less money or whatever. That's the value of being able to run conservative long-term projections to say what's realistic, what's not. So we'll be talking more about that. Before I get to that today, just to see what else. Busy week again, Carrie, right? Mm-hmm. Um you mean you at know, the office or? Well, know, you know, we we had the one year anniversary of the Parkland, right, the, mm-hmm. on Valentine's Day. And that was a terrible, you know, shall we never forget. So, you know, that we had that. Um, what is going on with Amazon? They, oh, pulling out of New York? Is What is New York doing? Oh, and, and Cortez, Long, which like, you call Sandy, was thrilled about it. Right. And, saying, way to go. And people are saying, are you kidding me? And the Sandy, jobs, right. the payroll taxes, the income for the city. Hmm. Yeah, I don't what know. What are Sandy, you so excited about? You know, Sandy. You know, when she like she her she did another gaffe, in my opinion. We you know when, and you've all heard Again? it. You know, when she said that, oh well, we will now spend the three billion dollars to do our own stuff. And it's like, no, you don't have three billion dollars. Don't you get it? That was a tax break that you were going to give Amazon. It's not, you don't have three billion, you weren't going to write a check for $3 billion and give it to Bezos. The idea that he was going to move in and create 25,000 jobs and an average salary of of $150,000. Yeah. You don't think it would create payroll taxes, state taxes? It'd be, you know. Yeah. You don't, you know how much money they were going to get? Do you have that? um, Government calculator? Yeah. The one that can do the fuzzy math. Um, Let's see here. It was projected to, to, that it was going to bring into the local and state community of New York $27.5 billion. No, 20, 27 and a half, yeah. You know, $27.5 billion, Carrie, over 25 years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's what, what's that? That's about $1.1 billion per year. So let's do that. Let's divide that by 12, 91, 92. That's about $92 million per month. Okay, Sandy, do you, where are you going to get $92 million a month to help build these things you want to do? No, instead, what I found her tweet, Mark. It says, anything is possible. Today was the day a group of dedicated everyday New Yorkers and their neighbors defeated Amazon. 
it's greed and and the power of the richest man in the world. So she's celebrating. I know. She uh, d- get a clue, Sandy. You know, I, I, the, you know <laughs> she's so out of touch. Does she have a case against Boston University for crediting her with a economics a dec- degree? Um, oh. you know, she may think she it was worth it, but you know, I I don't know if the fifteen thousand people that voted for I her, I think maybe did she, you know, maybe they some, have a case. Maybe she has um some basic math courses she needs. Yeah, I I just don't get she you know the concept that now she's trying to say that it was a good that Amazon backs out of the deal. Cuomo's furious. Oh and, yeah, and, and so are a lot of other New York politicians. Well, yeah, that they was a lot of money. Off. Yeah, they were already. Oh, and other else who's the people that were doing the real estate deals. They were buying up the properties, assuming that Amazon would come in and right. they'd be selling them all. They're all gonna. They're not too happy about no, this. No, I'm sure. Not that I care. There's a lot of losers, this. right? Um, but the idea is, um, wow, that they're going to be second guessing that um, mm. Cynthia Nixon. You know who she is? Carrie? Oh yeah, she was from. That series, Sex in the City, yeah, out of New York. Which, and she was also was now she's Miranda. A, she was she Miranda, was the fourth one, yeah, right? She was no the, one cared about. She was the attorney, right? She um, uh, she's now a polit. I guess she's a politician. Well, she now. ran unsuccessfully against uh, Cuomo. Yeah. <laughs> she ran for governor. Oh wow, um, that's a big leap for not running. I didn't think she ran. Big L B G T community, right? Right. Um, what did she say? I have her quote here. Amen. The actress turned politician tweeted. The fight against Amazon laid bare their union-busting corporate welfare, ice-abetting practices, and shows why we need to break up monopolies like Amazon. I think we should have, like, basic IQ tests for politicians. Well, or actresses who... Yeah, no. I, I, that don't have a clue or that are completely out of touch? Well, that's fine. Let's see Sandy's... Green New Deal create twenty five thousand jobs and average salary oh, one hundred fifty thousand. Guess what? I did see this week that how that Green New Deal is so expensive. It is such a costly energy, which you talked about a few weeks ago. I did see a headline saying it's bad news for most communities. Um, the other thing, of course, the bad news we got this week is the idea of that the um, debt has now gone over um, twenty two trillion dollars. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Politicians need to be talking about cutting costs in legitimate ways. Um, Drives me crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, that was an interesting, um, you know, thing. And is that really, though, is that the end of the world, Carrie? Mm -hmm. So there is a debate, you know, out there. I think they need to get a control on spending. So, you know, is that, okay, so it's a new milestone, topping $22 trillion for the first time. Okay, that's about 67000 per person in the U.S. Okay, so since Trump's been president, it's up about $2 trillion. Of course, remember Obama, it just skyrocketed, right? Remember Obama racked up nearly as much debt in his eight years than in the entire 232-year history of, of the country, right? When he entered, it was $10.6 trillion, and when he left, it was almost $20 trillion. That's Obama. So -hmm. Trump's attitude. Now, you know, Trump in his uh, news conference yesterday when he was announcing, you know, the the budget deal and everything, uh, he he commented on that. And he said, well, that's true. Someone asked him about it. He said, that's true. But he said, first of all, a lot of that was uh, I'm sorry, military buildup. Right. Okay. So he said, I had to do that first, you know, and and that was seven or eight hundred. Right. Because of the cuts. I mean, yeah. And he said, and then the answer he's saying is growth. 
You know, so he doesn't really think he's not concerned about the twenty two trillion uh, mm-hmm. debt. All right. Um, now, how does it get so high, Carrie? Well, it's because of the annual deficits. Right. Mm-hmm. So so every year we're running in the red. Right. Right. Um, so this fiscal year, it's going to be about nine hundred billion. Last year it was about seven hundred and seventy nine billion. In twenty sixteen, it was five hundred and eighty five billion. Do you see the trend here? Mm-hmm. OK. Um, is this a problem? Okay, you know, CBO forecasts that the annual deficit will keep rising, top one trillion in twenty twenty two, and never drop below one trillion through twenty twenty nine. A lot of that they claim is due to the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, right? That was that um, you, you know that 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 Trump and, and Congress passed. Okay, um, and the other other part why it's going to continue to to uh, balloon is the fact that the aging baby boomers, right? You know, because mm-hmm. they're going to, they're all going to be going on social security and medicare. Right. Over that same same time period, right? Mm-hmm. That 10,000 a day, right? right? For 19 straight years, right? So that combined with the tax cuts and that's why we're right. going to a 1 trillion mm-hmm. annual deficit. And so where does this all end? And does it end with the demise of America? No, I don't think so. Okay. Now, um if you look so a lot of people look at the debt to GDP ratio, right? So most recently, you know, it's about 105.4%. Okay. Um, U.S. ranks 43rd among the highest of the 207, you know, countries that, that have, you know, positive GDPs. It's not the highest it's been, though. No. The highest was right after World War II, Carrie, where, you know, in 1946, that ratio was 121.7%. Mm-hmm. Now, was that the end of America? No. Should we not have built up the war effort well, and spend money? Right. What What well, was the alternative? I was going to say there. Was, I, to me, there was no choice. You had to do what you had to do. Um, the lowest level after you know that it was in 1974 when that debt to GDP ratio was under 32 percent. Okay. Um, the The projection by 2020 is going to be 110 percent. Okay. Um, so some experts say our growing national debt matters because it threatens the economic future of every American. Okay. Others are what I call in the Alfred E. Newman camp and say, what we what, what well, are you worried I, about? I think that's, you know, you can't control that. But or if you're worried about an economic downturn or or whether you're not, that's the value of those long range planning. A lot of times, whether it's the market or you're concerned about that, we can model those scenarios in a long term plan. Or are you going to be OK? Right. So, you know, the deficit fundamentalists say it's a recipe for disaster. You know, they see and, and they also go back to the failure of the Simpson Bowls. Remember that? Remember the 20, remember yeah. I used to talk about that on the radio mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. um, and remember that was that that was the, you know, the taxpayer funded economic study, right? Yeah. That Obama basically discarded it like a, like a bad supermarket mm-hmm. tabloid, right? Um I can't imagine how much taxpayers did. They took the smartest people of the of the, of the world. Put them together for to come up with a plan. Months and months of work. It was a great. It covered all. It covered social security reform. It covered the the budget deficit, and Obama just literally didn't even look at it. That was a waste. Um, okay, and a lot of people said that was a mistake. You know, they should have implemented the Simpson Bowles plan. You know, nineteen years ago, and we wouldn't be in in the problem we have today. Um, now, the other people on the other side dismiss the deficit, right? Saying it's it, it we can it's not important. 
We're not on the verge well, yeah, of the default. Government. Right, but it's okay. the government, right. Just but why? Well, Because they, they, they can just raise taxes. To- well, yeah, that's the answer. <laughs> but, but even before that, in other words, they go back to the same reasons. You know, one, you know, because of the low interest rates, right? Right. So they can borrow cheaply. So mm-hmm. if you can borrow cheaply and get that money working in America, why not do it? Like the war effort or build walls or build up, you know, infrastructure or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. Two, um, you know, there's no shortage of global, you know, uh, uh, markets who want to buy U.S. debt because it, 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 if anyone thinks that any other country is better than you, I mean, U.S. is right. the strongest economy in the mm-hmm. world. So everyone, you know, so what other, you know, so there's no shortage of people wanting to invest, you know, in the U.S. Right. Okay, which makes borrowing easy. They don't have any problem selling mm-hmm. U.S. debt, right? Um, and we don't have any high inflation going right now. So right. if the Federal Reserve can, you know, maneuver this soft landing, you know, that the idea is that if they can keep interest rates low and we don't have rapid inflation, why not just leave things go as they are? Right. Um, but it, it does well, come— Well, because I think it's fiscal responsibility. The government should still be cutting, trying to— Instead of just letting it go and go and go. Right. So the argument comes down to, Carrie, you were right before. The answer is taxes. Right. Okay. Um, so as long as the U.S. federal government remains an ongoing concern, okay, number one, you know, fiscal institutions are strong and effective. You know, we, the, right. no one's worried that their their uh, bank's going to be, counts going to be frozen, right, or, or right. confiscated. Um, taxing authority is maintained. Well, I, put, I almost put a question mark after that. We'll see how Charles Reddick does right. as the new commissioner of the IRS. But IRS is getting a little bit of a, off to a bad start here in 2019. But kidding aside, no, the taxing authority is maintained. Um, and, you know, long run productive capacity of our economy is secure. So based on that, there's no reason to think default uh, that we're ever going to default on national right. debt. Um, you know, and, and it's also, too, that, you know, nobody else is afraid of it yet. Nobody, you know, in other words, no one else in the world is afraid of, of sovereign debt default in the U.S. So we still have, you know, that reputation. Um, they also talk about, too, is that, um, you know, government debt is just reflects the timing of taxes, meaning if you're if you're spending more now. You know, or or borrowing now, you're creating a larger debt. But if you, what we're saying is, you're borrowing because you're just not collecting the taxes now. But it's just saying you're deferring collecting the taxes till later, because eventually you can collect more taxes. Well, they're going to have to. I mean, and that could be pay. Well, so I think that's a good example when people are worried about Social Security or Medicare. Um, They'll just increase payroll taxes. Right now, it's what six two six point two percent, and the yeah. cap is like one thirty. We're going to talk about that. Is it one thirty five now? I think one thirty two. Yeah. Okay, they keep raising that ceiling. Maybe they'll raise it more or increase the percentage. Medicare is one point four five. You don't think they'll take more from your payroll? They could tick it up to two percent, and it you know right a half a per, less than or a little more than half a percent. I'm going to talk a little about today about the Social Security two thousand one hundred. Oh, okay. Twenty one hundred Act. You know which. You know, the Democrats, you know, we're talking about back at the end of January. No one even knew about it. Right. I, have you heard about it, Gary? No. Yeah. I didn't hear about it. All right. Um, so, you know, the, 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 you know, the paraphrase Milton Friedman, spending is taxing. So it's just the idea that 
eventually, you know, everybody knows, everybody in our government, everybody mm-hmm. in world governments know that if it ever becomes a problem, we just start collecting more taxes. Right. And problems over. Mm-hmm. Now, that may adjust what you want to do with your individual tax planning. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you want to take advantage of favorable tax rates under the tax cut law that we have now. Remember, they're not permanent. And those are things that we're looking at. Um, Mark, before you continue, I want to remind people, I mentioned I'd uh, talk about the classes. We have a class coming up on February 27th, which is an updated version of the class. It's our IRA tax qualified and Roth planning class. And if you're 59 and a half or older and have IRAs, company retirement plans, or similar assets, you really need to come out and attend this class. We're going to talk about the positives and negatives of these assets, strategies to minimize the long-term tax impact, both during your lifetime and your heirs. We're going to talk about rules, costly mistakes, and misconceptions people have about these assets, Um, the minimum required distribution tax trap, and the impact of following minimum required distribution and how in some cases, in many cases, it actually creates more tax dollars for the government and what you need to know. There's still a lot of confusion also about Roth conversions versus Roth contributions. Um, And this is a, a very specific topic we have February 27th. The class runs about 3 to 5.30 in Middleburg Heights. It's free to attend. We have handouts um, that include updates on tax tables and concepts and strategies. Um, again, I can't stress enough how many people just are misunderstanding. And even um, even if you're someone taking minimum required distribution, you're already 70 and a half, come to this class. Maybe that's not the strategy you want to continue to follow. And don't make, make sure that you don't miss the minimum required distribution. That's February 27th at 3 o'clock in Middleburg Heights. And you can call 440-239-2090. We do ask that you pre-register. And we and or if you want to schedule a free consultation at the consultation, if you own these assets and you provide us information, we'll run an analysis in based on your numbers and show you if you follow minimum required distribution, how much money the government plans on taking, how much is you get to spend and what's less left for your heirs. Um, so, again, you can come out to the class, come in for a free consultation at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. And I want to say, because we still run into issues, Uh, a couple of weeks ago I met with a gentleman, and he said in 2017 um, he had an investment advisor who had him change his, he's 74 now, um, a few years ago, change his minimum required distribution to a Roth, which you cannot do. He, he took his minimum because he said, I didn't need more than my minimum. I really didn't need it for spending. So he said, let's just put it into the Roth. Yeah. See, and he has multiple. He has um, some IRA accounts, uh, some of the big firm that he does on his own. He had this one through an investment advisor. I think he had an IRA like savings account as well or a company plan. So he had some different ones. Um so he can, and then it, yeah, there's still a lot of confusion, Carrie, right. about the required minimum distribution rules. Right. There's still a lot of confusion about the difference between Roth IRA contributions versus Roth IRA conversions. Right, and he'd been long retired right. for about and, ten years. And yeah, and one of the rules is is that the law does not allow you to convert your required minimum distribution to a Roth IRA. Mm -hmm. And we have caught that over the years. There's been court cases about Mm -hmm. that. It's very clear. And and it just shows, again, a lack of coordinated advisors. 
So you're saying that he he's talking with his investment right. advisor. Now, remember, your investment advisor could be different from the custodian of your IRA account. Right. So what he did was it was at tax time and his CPA or tax preparer, I don't remember which, caught it. And so they ended up calling the custodian and saying, wait a second, this was your minimum. They were able to do the paperwork for a recharacterization. Which is no longer, no longer available. Because I said, it, it, by the, the way, do you know if you did that now, there's not you would have had to take the penalty. So, so they caught it before they filed the tax return. Right. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. And now, and now you can see how coordination advisors in in, right. in retrospect, you know, so now the CPA is working with the client, you know, and the and the custodian. Mm-hmm. Now, where does that leave the investment advisor? Not really happy with them. Yeah. See, see, because it could have. I mean, thankfully they were under where they could recharacterize it, but not sure what happened. Another thing, and we're going to talk about it. Oh, go ahead. Well, no, I just to finish that thought. See, it's it's. I'm. We we always say on the show we're not here to defend the logic, simplicity, or fairness of our complicated tax code. We're just Mm -hmm. here to talk about you got to follow the rules, and it takes. A coordinated effort between attorneys, investment advisors, insurance professionals, CPAs, financial planners. You know, it, it, it takes a coordinated effort because it's a complicated world. And, you know, somebody who is um, now we if you if it doesn't mean that if you if you're in a required minimum distribution, that once you get that done for the year, you could then implement a Roth conversion. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, but again, follow the steps, get your required minimum distribution done first. Then when that transaction is completed, then you can work with your investment advisor and your custodian and say, OK, now I would like to take an additional amount of my out of my IRA because I've already has sufficed for my required minimum distribution for the year. And but now I want to convert that over to Roth. Now again, it's all taxable, right? Right. Um, so, but the idea is, yeah, you can still do it that way. The other thing, you know, where sometimes we people get confused because they hear, well, I, I thought, you know, my neighbor told me that uh, he took money, he took his required minimum distribution out, and and he put it into his Roth IRA. Well, you, that's backyard, you know, planning. Stay away from that because I don't know exactly sure what right. your neighbor did, but it could have been. And was your neighbor still working? Oh yeah, he's still working. Well, it might have been well, a contribution. A, not yeah, a- that's a different situation. If he's still working beyond age seventy and a half, there is no. You can still contribute to a Roth IRA mm-hmm. as opposed to you cannot contribute to a traditional tax deductible IRA if you're over seventy and a half. But since re, since the Roth IRA does not have a required minimum distribution, there's no barring if you're still working after the age seventy and a half and have earned income, you could still contribute up to the limits of a Roth IRA mm-hmm. contribution. So in that example, yeah, he might have been taking the required minimum out of his IRA, but since he was still working and had W two income, he can do a 
he could make a contribution, and now he's just using those dollars. That's different. See, see, that's where coordination advisors, if you're not familiar with those rules, you know, you got to get it done right. And the value of having a professional who we have a lot of clients that consider themselves or do a lot of the pieces and parts themselves, whether it's the taxes and investments, and we're the person that's making sure that they're not missing opportunities when they're ma- when they're implementing a strategy, making sure they're the eyes are dotted, the T's are crossed. Because um, we also see problems with IRA rollovers. We see people commingling 401k minimums with IRA, or sometimes people even commingle spousal minimum required. So there's lots of mistakes, lots of issues. Um, we always say we don't have all the answers, but we definitely know what question to ask and which advisors to get involved or, or which custodians as needed. And we offer a free consultation or come out to our class. We also have a class in March on retirement planning, but the February 27th one's coming up soon. You can go to financialfoodforthought.com or give us a call at 440-239-2090. All right. And listen to Mark Daly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. Um, I, real quickly, Carrie, I, I have to move on, but the, yeah, I, we're having conversation with a client this week and it came up again. We're doing you know, a new client work on their planning and the idea of, Mark, when do I take my social security? And when does my spouse take hers? Okay, and, you know, again, if you've never seen a professional, you know, Social Security analyzer, you know, algorithm that based on your benefits that you key in and based on your idea of when your longevity, when what your peace of mind there is, how long you're going to live with, you know, you play a little spread game on that and give it a little range perhaps, that the robot kind of calculates the optimum break-even amount. You know, saying, you know, because quite literally, Carrie, you could start Social Security any month between age 62 and age 70, right? Mm-hmm. And so if, if you've never seen one of those, come you come to the class. We usually pass one around at the class or you can, you know, ask for it to see one when you get the class. Or more specifically, if you come in for a free consultation and you'd like us to run one of those for you, we will. You know, you have to provide us the information up front. And whether you become a client or not, you you, you could take that professional uh, analysis home with you and it's a and it's a it's if you've never seen one before it's quite interesting because it could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars for you in retirement now but in any ways the 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 case was part of the reason why the client was saying i don't think i really want to wait longer because i don't think the money's going to be there Mm-hmm. Okay, so a lot of people, why people take it as soon as they can at 62 at the penalty is because they don't have faith that the money is going to be there when they're older. Right. Or some people don't know how to create the cash flow they need, which is a reason to see us in the interim. And I keep saying to be able, you know, to me, in my opinion, the way they're going to shore up Social Security is not by cutting benefits of retirees because that's a politically suicide. Right. Okay. Um, when my opinion, what they're going to do is raise taxes on people who are still working. Right. And of all the issues the government faced, so I think Social Security is an easy fix. Um, now, you know, and so and and every serious study, even go back to Simpson Bowles, Carrie. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you know what they were saying. You know, back in 2010, and every serious study since then is always about not slashing benefits. That's what you hear from the the far, you know, fringes. 
Right. Oh, you know, this, that's you, a scare tactic. Yeah, you know, they're gonna, you know, thirty-five percent cut. Well, yeah, if they don't do anything, <laughs> which they're gonna do something. Um. So, does anybody, did anyone even pick up on what the Democrats did at the end of January? Mm. Okay, Rep. John, you know, Rep. John Larson, he's a Democrat of Connecticut. You know, introduce you know the Americans to the Social Security two thousand one hundred Act. Mm. Okay, he started this back in twenty fourteen. By the way. Okay. Four years after Simpson Bowles. He's still in Congress. Okay. He, now there's more there's more Democrats in the House, right? Okay. So he got, you know, every time he reintroduces it, he gets more Democrats to sign on. Okay. Okay. And he's saying, I can fix Social Security without slashing benefits. Well, didn't Simpson Bowles say that too? Yes. I was going to say, so it's nothing new. And, and they have the same. And, <laughs> and what are the two main things they're going to do, Gary? They're going to raise the cap and raise the age. And well, not I know. Well, that's raise a third. Raise the K age, raise the percentage, raise the tax. Right. There are two things. They're going to raise the cap and they're going to raise the tax rate. All right. Um, now, and I think in the end you will see that happen. Um, you know how quickly it will happen. I don't know. You know, it, it's a long time in Congress. You know, and and. But so what did this act have in it? Well, it's not all bad news either, Carrie. They're going to increase the, they want to increase the, he says, I can do this by increasing the benefits. Hmm. So an increase in the primary insurance amount, you know, formula factor to 93% from 90% beginning in 2020. That's positive. Okay. Okay. Switch the COLA calculation, the cost of living increase, right. you know, from, from the current CPIE to, you know, um, you know, well, it, it, you know, how does he want to do this? Um, Consumer price index for urban wage earners and clerical workers has been the program's inflationary tether since 1975. But since it tracks spending habits of working age urban and clerical workers rather than seniors who represent the majority of Social Security beneficiaries, it resulted in underweighing the important spending categories for seniors, such as medical care and housing. So they want to switch to Coley so it's more attractive for the, what seniors spend money on. Right. So that's favorable. Okay. Um Increase the special minimum PIA for newly eligible retired disabled workers. Okay, that's um, okay. Um, they want to adjust the taxation of Social Security benefit thresholds. It hasn't been changed in 2020. That's where, you know, how much of your Social Security is taxed. Right, which it does go up every year. Yeah, but I mean, up to 85% of your benefit. No, right. no, we're oh, talking, you're about, talking the, about the f- How much of your Social tax. Security can be taxed? Right. Remember, it's up to 85% right now, right? But it's based on thresholds. You need a certain amount of what they call combined income to get to that highest 85% threshold. Well, what they're going to talk about is that they want to um, they want to raise that threshold. So currently it's um, for a couple, it's like $44,000, right? They want to raise that to Mm $100,000. Okay, almost double it. Okay. Now the bad news. Okay. The cap. Okay, so currently the cap is only the first 132900 of your income is subject to the Social Security tax. The current rate is, well, it's 12.4%, but your employer pays half and you pay half, you know, okay. 6.2%. So right now the cap for this year, for example, 132300 6.2%. So the cap that you pay into Social Security is 8208 Okay. Okay. Now, what they're, what what this congressman's idea is, he wants to then go beyond that, meaning the ones that are over 400000 
So okay. any income above 400000 starts being taxed again. Okay, so like that donut hole kind of right. concept? The more, you know, in between the 132 and the 400 isn't taxed, but for those, you know, now that's basically the one percenters in this country. Okay. To be in the one percent top earners, it's about 478000 Which I was going to say, this sounds just a lot like the Simpson Bulls. Um, now, um, so, and then what they, and then, and then there'd be no cap after that. Okay. Okay. So just for example, you so know. If you made a million, you'd get whatever Okay, percentage. let's use a million. So okay. if you used a million, okay, well, you're going to get your first cap. Okay, now, they also want to raise the tax, though. The percentage? The percentage. Which is now 6.2? Right. They want to go to 7.4. Okay. Okay. They're not going to do it in one year. They're going to gradually do it, so most Americans wouldn't even miss it. Okay. Okay. Um, but they gradually go from 6.2 to 7.4. So now, the cap at the 132 at 7.4% new rate would be 9790 Compared to it's 8200 right now. Well, you do that for lots of people. It adds up. Right. But now let's take the million-dollar earner, Carrie. Okay. Okay. Um, and we're saying that, so he's got that 9000 right? Right. Um, and then he is going to, um, he's, he's going to get the, 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 the amount above 400000 right? It's about 600000 right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be taxed again at the new rate. That's another $44,400. Each year? <laughs> right. Well, then that, it'll so, go up if so they have- it would, So it would go up to fifty four. Now, that's the, the, the way up there. Like, even if we took the $500,000 income, it'd be in about uh, an additional 17000 compared to what they're paying now in 8200 But do you see how quickly that could shore up Social Security? Absolutely. That's why I said much easier fixed. Um, and Mark, these are all the things you can't control. Um, you can hear one vote counts, but it's using the opportunities that exist in the complicated tax code and avoiding potential problems and understanding um, how these different things may impact you or maybe you're worried about it and they may not. And that's what we use. We use these long-term um, financial models. And like our plans are customized, our fees are customized. We both have hourly retainer or hourly options and retainer options for comprehensive planning. And we offer the free no obligation consultation really to sit down and see if our services are appropriate for you. What can we do? Remember, we're not investment advisors, but we do look at your assets in terms of risk, growth, and tax efficiency, and also creating those buckets of money as far as sometimes when people are working, how much should I put in the company retirement plan? How much should I put in, especially if you have a Roth 401k, how much should I put in an IRA? How much should I put in the 401k? How much I should put in the Roth? How much should I be putting in tax qualified? The cash reserve fund. Because later on, I'm going to want to create my income in retirement as tax efficiently as possible. Right. Because if you think that the, the, the way a lot of people think is that the solution to the $22 trillion debt problem this country has and the rising costs to keep the baby boomers who are going to be going on Social Security and Medicare are going to have to cause an increase in taxes. Maybe you would rather be paying income taxes at the current rates mm-hmm. than what you think the rates may be in the future. You know, we take we uh, for the consultation, we even show you what your long long term effective tax rate. Now, we don't know what tax is going to happen in the future. We can use it based on current tax laws. And we know these tax laws that we have in place now are temporary. And especially if you have the, a, a lot of money in these tax qualified assets later on when you're forced to take minimum required distribution, 
sometimes your effective tax rate jumps up considerably and you have this little window of opportunity, which we get really excited at, where you're in a very favorable tax rate, um, where you're sitting back thinking, well, I don't need the my minimum. I don't need to take money from my IRA. I don't need it. You could take it out. Nobody, you could either spend it or use it or gift it or whatever, or you could change the tax status and put it in a non-qualified. You could put it in a Roth. You could do something else, especially before minimum required distribution. You can definitely convert, do a Roth conversion before your minimum required distribution. So those are the things we look at. Take advantage of a free consultation or come out to our IRA Roth and tax qualified asset planning class on February 27th at three o'clock in Middleburg Heights um, or March 13th. We have the retirement planning class for retirees and people nearing retirement. Call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. A few minutes left. Gary? Is this better? This sounds way better than the... Oh, yeah, I know this one. So, this was a Grammy winner as well. This one record of the year, Gary. 1973. I can see why. Okay. So, we're also celebrating February's, you know, Black History Month. Okay. Or in the U.S., sometimes we refer to it as the African American History Mm -hmm. Month. And... We open the show with what, so American, African-American pop music has kind of come far away in a couple of generations. Mm-hmm. This is what, 40 some years ago, this was the number one okay. or record of the year. I kind of prefer this. Oh, I'm with you. Um, have you heard this song before? Oh right? yeah, many times. Roberta Flack. Mm-hmm. I actually um, knew that name too. And it wasn't. It, she didn't. She didn't write the song. As a matter of fact, the song. What was she, her stage name? The, or the <laughs> people usually just use. It their, wasn't Childish Gambino. I know it that. wasn't. But it did. You know. You know who made this song a hit? No. Or, you know, for her, Clint Eastwood. Now, isn't oh. that an interesting story? Was it because of a movie? Was it? Yes. Okay. So it was. This song was originally written in the fifties. Huh. And you wouldn't even recognize it. It was. It was played originally at a much fast tempo. Hmm. I can't um, imagine that because this is no, and it was never a hit. Mm-hmm. So, and and Roberta Flack, when she recorded this in '72, she wasn't unknown. Okay. Okay. So she went into the studio and did it in this style, the slowed down <laughs> version. And they loved it. No, of course not. Oh wow! The the producer was like, I don't think I think we better do this again and speed it up a little. Mm-hmm. And Roberta's like, okay, if you think so. But in between, somehow that version got out there. Mm-hmm. So Eastwood, and you ever see the movie Play Misty for Me? No. Okay, you you got you got to see that movie. It was a great movie at the time. It came out in some, and it's it's a weird movie. It's about a DJ and a love affair and Murray. It's it's a great movie, um, with a great title. But in other case, Eastwood's driving in his car. He hears it on the radio. He calls Roberta Flack out of the blue. I'll, I'll, this is what she said about it in her words. Eastwood said, I'd like to use your song in this movie about a disc jockey with a lot of music in it. I'd use it in only the part of the movie where there's an absolute love. So I said, okay. We discussed the money. Eastwood said he'd pay me 2000 bucks. Which, okay. He said, anything else? And I said, well, I kind of want to do the over again. It's too slow. 
And he said, no, it's not. Huh. The movie came out. Song becomes number one hit, wins record of the year. Wow. Now, the song I the run record of the year, the beginning I played, obviously, Carrie, if you've seen the video, it's a lot about gun control. Oh, brother. Okay. So we did have, you know, the reunion or the, you know, one year, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. of the Parkland Storm and Douglas shoot. Right. So I just want to read... Jacqueline, Jacqueline Corin was one of the students. Okay. Okay. She wrote an article or a letter to the New York Times. Okay, this year. I just want to read it, paraphrase a little bit. When I arrived at school on February 14th, 2018, like any junior, I was mostly caught up in Valentine's Day chat or an event. But that all changed in the space of a few minutes that afternoon. When a gunman opened fire on my classmates and my teachers, killing 17 of them and injuring just as many. Despite the countless tragedies you see on TV, nothing prepares you for the day it happens in your community. There's not a day that goes by that I'm not reminded of the shooting. When I hear the sound of sirens or fireworks, I'm taken back to that horrific afternoon. For me, for me, Valentine's Day will now forever be a reminder of loss. Jeez. So I don't know where, you know, I think I'd rather go back to 1972 Mm -hmm. than perhaps where we are in this country today. Right. But... That's, we have to move on, and mm-hmm. hopefully we will. But, you know, so we, what are you worried about? Are you worried about the $22 trillion debt problem? Are you worried that, you know, Amazon moved out of New York or not moving into New York? I think people are more worried about, are you going to be okay? Yes. You are know, you going to run out of money? Do I have enough? And that's what, you know, we need to do. I didn't even get to the, uh, what I was going to talk about <laughs> <laughs> the encore career. Time goes I'll fast. do that next week. But part of the, what we're talking about is a lot of people, a lot of baby boomers are saying the only way that they're going to make it work is they're going to have to work longer. Mm-hmm. Now, the idea is if, you know, how much longer, how much more money you need, and can you find something you like to do? In other words, can you get out of the rat race? Mm-hmm. And can you find something that can bring in a little extra money so you have a more peace of mind to, you know, go into retirement? All right. Call for a free consultation or come out to our free educational classes. Remember, they're about planning strategies and concepts. Call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosion. 
explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.